Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, as we enter the season of Advent, we're going to begin a new series called Simple Christmas. And we're going to look at some of the overarching themes of this Advent Christmas season. So to do that, I've got a question for you to start with. And the question is this, what are you hoping for this Christmas? What is that one thing that maybe you're hoping to find underneath the Christmas tree? I mean, maybe you don't think about this so much if you're a little older. Maybe you don't think about this when you're a kid. I know when I was a kid, remember one year that I and my brothers, we were hoping that underneath the Christmas, well, maybe not underneath the Christmas tree, next to the Christmas tree were bicycles, brand new bicycles. And, you know, our tradition for growing up in Arizona, you know, we had stockings, but they were not hung by the fireplace with care. There was no fireplaces in Phoenix. They were hung on the edge of the bedpost. But we'd get up early in the morning like most kids do on Christmas morning, and we knew the rules. You know, you could not get up at 5 o'clock and go wake up mom and dad, so I had to wait till like 6 o'clock. But, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, we'd run in, get permission to go through our stockings, dump everything out, you know, and get a few small things. But there, there was that sense of anticipation, of hope, that as we went running down the hallway to the Christmas tree, we'd see three brand new bicycles out there. Hope. Hope is such a great and powerful, you know, emotion, and it's so much that it can shape our lives, a sense of anticipation and hope. So as we celebrate the season of, of Advent and as we celebrate the season of Christmas, we're going to talk about hope and, and really what this means for us to have hope. And I think about hope, you know, I think about a movie. It's 25 years old this year. I think one of the best movies ever. The movie's called Shawshank Redemption. Anyone ever see the movie Shawshank Redemption? A number of you have. It's one of those movies where, you know, if you don't know the movie, it's a prison movie, probably the best prison movie. I, I enjoy it for a number of reasons. I think in part I enjoy it because it has the word redemption in it, and that's such a churchy pastor kind of word, right? There's redemption in this story. And there's a number of key characters that are part of this story. One of those is Red. He's the veteran prisoner. Red, played by Morgan Freeman, just one of the great actors out there. And then there's Andy, you know, and, and Andy is, is a new guy in the prison. And Andy is prayed by, or prayed by, played by Tim Robbins. And Andy's been accused of, found guilty of murdering his wife. He's innocent. He's the only guy in the prison that's innocent. And you have to remember, too, that the setting of this movie takes place not in a modern prison. It takes place decades ago. So this is like an old stone prison. It's dark and gloomy. Even just the way the movie's portrayed, there's often a sense of dark and gray and gloominess in this place. You know, and, and you think about life sometimes can be kind of like that sense of gloominess and, and, and darkness. And so Andy has... Um, well, Andy's a bit different. You know, he's, he's got a sense of hope that he brings into this place. And he, he had snuck his way into the warden's office and put on the loudspeaker. You know, this is, this is years ago, so there's no CDs, you know, no Spotify. You know, he had a record. He it begins playing some music for everyone to hear. Of course, he gets stuck in solitary confinement. 
And as he gets stuck in solitary confinement, he's just coming out of solitary confinement. We're going to watch a clip here in just a few moments. And, and, and he started to talk to the others as they gather there eating dinner. And again, they're just all these kind of gray, drabby, you know, wardrobes, eating what little food they have. And he's going to talk to them about something that's so important. He's going to talk to them about hope. Let's take a look here. So, you know, for, for Andy, you know, he, he's, he's talking about hope. You know, he, he goes, hope, it, it's, it's in here. It's, it's in your head. It, it's in your heart. It, it's something that's inside of you. And, of course, Red has been in this dark and gloomy and this disappointing place for a long time. For him, you know, he says to Andy, hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man and seem hope has no place here. Do you ever feel like that? that? That it seems like there's just no hope? That there's no place for hope in, in your life, in your situation? It's, it's kind of like when you, when you get that gift and you think, you know, what is it I got? And you shake the gift and you, you hope it's something good. And you open up the box, you know, and, and you unwrap the gift. And what do you get? That's right, socks. You know, dis- yeah, socks and underwear. It's just disappointing. And sometimes that's the way life feels. It, it seems disappointing. It's not just, you know, in the movies, great movie, Shawshank Redemption, you know. And sometimes, you know, Red, it just seems like he's right on track. It's gloomy. There is no hope. It has no hope here in our lives. In fact, we begin talking about the setting for the prophet Isaiah. These words here that we read just a little earlier from Isaiah 2, verse 1. This is the message which Isaiah, the son of Amaz, saw about Judah and Jerusalem. You know, and, and what was his message? Let's put Isaiah into context here. Isaiah spoke to God's people about 2,700 years ago. And as he spoke to God's people, he was speaking to a people who, in many ways, were a little more like red. They didn't see any hope. They just saw disappointments and uncertainties and, and gloom and, and darkness. And then there's this prophet Isaiah. Now the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Micah, all those different prophets that we have, you know, they did speak, because often we think of the prophet as someone who foretells or, or speaks of things in the future. They did speak of things in the future. But they also spoke of things in the past, to who God was and God's faithfulness and God's promise as they also spoke into the situation in which God's people were in at that moment. And they often spoke what we call law and gospel. The law, if you remember some of you from confirmation days, SOS for law and SOS for gospel, SOS for the law, shows our sin. The prophets show the people their sin. Gospel, that's good news. SOS shows our Savior. So they often were pointing to how God is our Savior and how the Savior is coming. So as Isaiah speaks to God's people, he's speaking to a people who are in darkness, a people who are struggling, who are uncertain, a people who feel like there's no hope. And, and, and Isaiah, as the prophet, he's speaking some doom and gloom here. And he's speaking to the people in their wickedness, in their sin, to all the social ills they have, to the political corruption they have, to where they have placed their hope, because they place their hope in false gods, in false kings, instead of God himself. 
the Assyrian, the Babylonian empires are growing, and there's a sense of fear and dread amongst the people. And Isaiah, as he speaks to the people, especially here, Isaiah 2, as it says, you know, Isaiah the prophet speaks God's words to the people. You know, he speaks words of bleak, scary hopelessness. It's kind of like Isaiah says, all right, guys, I've got some bad news for you. And they're probably like, yeah, yeah, we, we know. Things don't look so good. There's political corruption. There's, you know, there's wickedness. And we're, 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 we don't treat each other well. And the poor and the widow and the orphans aren't taken care of. And we cheat one another. And, and there's these threats from the outside. And Isaiah says, yeah, well, you know what? I've got worse news than that. You guys are evil. You're wicked. See, he, I, I like how Isaiah, he just calls them out on their wickedness, their individual wickedness, their individual sins, and the sins, the corruption within their nation. And one of the things about looking into God's word, and we say this a number of times, is we look into God's word, we see a people who in many ways are not much different than we are. A people, you know, who wrestle with corruption and sin and wickedness in their own lives, in their community, in their culture, in their nation. And we see the same even in our own lives, in our culture, in our nation. I have worse news for you, it says, kind of, you know, you guys are wicked, you're sinful, ouch, you know, kind of hit you right between the eyes. And then Isaiah says, ah, you know what, I've got some even worse news. You kind of think, what could be worse than that, right? Isaiah says, God is opposed to you. God is judging you. And things are going to get worse. And they do. They get really bad for God's people. And much like the setting in the movie The Shawshank Redemption, that sense of grayness that, you know, we have in the movie with, with you know, the sense of despair and, and hopelessness that we hear in the words of the character read, this veteran prisoner, is how God's people feel. As Isaiah speaks words into the situation in which they find themselves, the situation to which they are experiencing and living. Yet we also find in Isaiah not only the law, remember the law, SOS, shows our sin, but the gospel, the good news, that it shows, SOS, shows our Savior. Let's read together these words of Isaiah 40, verse 31. Yet those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord we renew their strength. They will be strengthened as they place their hope not in the power of our kingdom, our leaders, in our own efforts, in the things of this world or what's under the Christmas tree, that our hope is in the Lord. It is He who renews our strength. It is He who, as this passage continues, this is the verse that says that He will, you know, that we will soar like eagles. That we will run and we will not become weary. That we will walk and won't grow tired. As we have our hope in the Lord. You know, I, again, I, I love how in the movie Shawshank Redemption, how Andy says it. 
you know, when he talks about, he's not really talking about music here. He's talking about hope. He goes, hope is where? Hope is here, right? It's in, it's in the head and in the heart. It's, it's in my mind. It's what I hold on to in my head and my heart. That even in that very dark and gloomy place, Andy has a, that hope. And that's the words that Isaiah is speaking into the lives of God's people back long ago, 2,700 years ago, that Isaiah the prophet speaks into our hearts and our minds, into our situation, your situation right now, hope. That as your hope is in the Lord, you will be strengthened. Or as it says in Hebrews 6, 19, let's read this together. We have this hope as a sure and strong anchor for our lives. I mean, what a powerful image of what hope is, that it is this anchor for our lives. This hope that we have in one who is to come. Now, of course, you know, as we look at that, you know, we think about, you know, what does it mean to have hope? And, you know, we were talking here about Christmas, of course, and it's kind of weird to me. Uh, I, you know, I didn't set up the lectionary series, but that we have on this first Sunday of Advent, the triumphal entry. You know, we read that from the Gospel of Matthew. The triumphal entry, Palm Sunday text, as we're thinking about Christmas. But if you listen to the words, if you imagine, you know, the, the scenario that's unfolding here, Jesus riding into Jerusalem. The people are excited. They're shouting out words of the prophets, words of hope. You know, Hosanna in the highest. That is hope. This is the one. This is the prophet that was promised long ago. This is our hope. Even as it says in Matthew 12, 21, let's read this together. And his name will be the hope of all the world. The Jesus, as he rode into Jerusalem, Jesus knew what he was riding toward. That he was riding toward his death at the cross and his resurrection. That our hope is found in one who died for our sins and lives again. We hear that in, in the words of 1 Peter. Let's read these words together. Praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is so good by raising Jesus from death. He has given us new life and a living hope. God has something stored for you in heaven where it will never decay or be ruined or disappear. So God has, in raising Jesus Christ from the dead, giving us what? A living hope. Living Savior living hope. That hope that is in faith in our heads and in our hearts. Just like Andy said in the movie, it's here and it's here. A living hope. A, a living hope that, 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 that changes and shapes no matter what situation we find ourselves into. And, and sometimes, you know, we're in very bleak and dark moments in our lives. Even as we, we've talked about the blue Christmas, I mean, that blue Christmas that we have a week from today is an opportunity to come and say, you know what, I might feel like I'm in that Shawshank Redemption kind of scenario right now. Things look bleak and gloomy. Life has been disappointing and hurts, and I'm uncertain, yet in the midst of this, I have hope. And it comes to be reassuring of the hope we have and a living Savior. We also hear this in 2 Thessalonians, sorry, 
Paul writes these words, and let's say these together. God, our Father, loved us by giving His kindness, gave us everlasting encouragement and good hope. Together with our Lord Jesus Christ, may He encourage and strengthen you to do and say everything that is good. So we have this good encouragement, this everlasting encouragement, 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. That together with our Lord Jesus Christ, we have this encouragement and strength so that everything we say and do, we share and live this hope. That everything we say and do, we share and live the hope that is ours in Christ Jesus. So this hope is not just something for us. And that's something, you know, God's people in the Old Testament, you know, that, that God wanted them to understand, that, that Isaiah spoke to them as well, that this hope that is yours in this dark and gloomy moment is not only hope for you, but you will be a hope for the nations as you share the hope that is God, who is God. God's is hope in the flesh. We hear this also in 1 Peter 3.15. Let's read these words together. Always be ready to give an answer when someone asks you about your hope. Always be ready to give an answer. Be prepared to share the reason for the hope that you have. Be prepared to share the one who is your hope. And your hope is who? Jesus. You guys can say that with all the confidence. You say that with a little more confidence. Your hope is who? Jesus. Jesus is our hope. Our living Savior. Our living hope. And those words of Isaiah, you know, speak into our lives. And that Savior, God's word in the flesh. As we celebrate this season, it is a season of hope. It's more than just Christmas decor and ornaments and Christmas cards and signs that have words of hope. It is hope in the flesh. Hope in his death and hope in his life as a risen Savior. As we think about this hope that we have, and this hope that is given to us as God's people. We are called to go and share and live this hope. So the challenge for us to think on it this Advent and Christmas season is how will you speak hope into someone's life today? How will you speak hope? How will we speak hope with the words we say and the things that we do? Even some of the things like as we gather on Wednesday nights and we tie those blankets, you know, we can speak hope through those actions. As we speak to others and encourage them, as we encourage one another, we can speak hope into people's life. Hope in a living Savior, Jesus. This is a season of hope. And hope is who? Hope is Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are our living hope our living Savior. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise for the hope you bring into our lives. Lord, sometimes, Lord, sometimes we're like Red in the movie Shawshank Redemption. We feel gloomy. We feel like hope is dangerous. We feel so disappointed so many different times in life. We are hurting. We are struggling. And yet, Lord, you speak hope into our lives. And Lord, as you speak hope into our lives, you call us to be like Andy in this movie and to be a an ambassador of hope, to say that hope lives inside of us and hope lives inside of us and overflows through us into the lives of others. So, Lord, let us be ones not only who celebrate and live this hope, but share the hope 
that it's you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.